0: This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to another podcast of the Youth Leadership Platform. And as per usual, the Youth Leadership Platform is brought to you by student brands and the Leadership Platform. You are with your host, Bongani Tao. Today, the conversation is very, very vital and it, it, it hinges on what we celebrate for August. So our podcast today will be on feminism, a substantial tool for transformation and a gift that keeps on giving. And we're kind of going to outline how feminism has culminated in a lot of positive changes that South Africa celebrates today and the world at large. What is feminism? You may ask. Uh, feminism is a theory that men and women should be equal, equal politically, economically and socially. And a feminist is somebody that endorses that. Now, there are different branches to feminism. There is cultural feminism, which is a notion that celebrates the biological differences between men and women. For instance, it is believed that women are more kinder and more gentle than men. And the second branch is the individualist or libertarian feminism. And what this means now, this notion speaks to the individual rights, autonomy, opinions, and being as a woman, being able to speak freely without men being the barrier between you and, and expressing how you feel. Now, and then we get into material feminism. What is fem, uh, material feminism? Material feminism is in, Is a notion that speaks to the improvement of the material condition that women find themselves in today Literally removing the burden of chores and other household and temporal things That women are subjected to do by virtue of being women Gender feminism Gender feminism, this notion now asserts to women having special privileges Where men are not the central issue or the barrier in, um, their feminism. And then there's radical feminism. What is radical feminism? Radical feminism is a notion that puts feminist oppression as the fundamental form of oppression, cutting across racial, political, social, and economic class. It's, it's, it's very radical, very, very radical. Amazon feminism, which is the last of, of, of the branches that we're gonna be looking into today, is a notion now that challenges And rejects the idea that certain characteristics are inherently masculine. And it advocates the idea that women's physical abilities are just as equal as men's. Now, allow me to transport you back to 1940, when Winston Churchill was inaugurated as the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain. And when 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 this happened, it was on the verge of World War II And he had something interesting in his speech to say And which will be the backdrop of our discussion and conversation today He said, I quote We have be- before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind We have before us many, many long months of struggle and of suffering You ask, what is our policy? I can say, it is to wage war by sea, land and air with all our might and with all the strength that god can give us to wage war against the monstrous tyranny never s- so passed in the dark lamentable catalog of human crime that is our poli- that is our policy you ask what is our ne- our aim i can answer in one word it is victory victory at all costs victory in spite of all terror victory however long and hard the road may be now, this was way across the oceans that divide South Africa, which will be the basis of our conversation. And little did he know, Winston Churchill that is, that the sentiments of the speech would be carried on the backs of altruistic women fighting a multi-layered struggle, the feminine subordination combined with social transformation. Now, let's put everything into perspective through time frames, the different time frames that um, culminated to this. In 1952, or the 1950s rather, that saw the inception of the cosmic movement that was going to be instrumental in South Africa's transition into democracy. Women from different trade unions had come together to form what was known as the Federation of South African Women. Members of the FSAW was were the membership in the FSAW was based on organizational rather than an individual membership. The objectives of the organization were to improve the conditions under which women lived in South Africa. Now this was 52 prior to this, there had been organization, different organizations trying to curb the conditions that women found themselves in and what, what was interesting is that the power of in, of sisterhood saw a lot of women from a lot of social and racial divides come together as one to try and fight this oppression that was existing in South Africa in the form of the apartheid um, regime. Now, there was a charter that was established then and the, the charter sought to establish the principle of full equality between men and women. And it challenged gender stereotypes. What this organization sought to do was they wanted to expand the scope of women's work within the national liberation movement. So men at this point in time, for the black class or the black race, rather, I beg your pardon, were either in mines or working in different parts of South Africa. And the the, the white um Part of the government where either policemen and in in different jobs that that put them ahead, and women at this point were shut outside and left in rural areas, especially in with 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 black uh, communities or where black communities are concerned so with 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 these kind of organizations, this was trying to address that that with the majority trying to fight the regime that they found themselves in, the women wanted to be part of that. They wanted to be part of the liberation movement. So now, with all of this happening, this led to the launch of the Defiance Campaign under such an organization as the FSAW. The Defiance Campaign, which enforced the government to shelve its intentions of enforcing passes for women, 1954 to 56 this was again part of the national narrative because the changes the government initi- because of the changes the government initiated laws that reinforced past laws in order to curb urbanization so in the 1950s 1952 1953 the women thought that they were winning that the past laws were going to be done away with because of their efforts and their fight. Against the government for wanting to enforce these laws And again in 1940, 1954 to 1956 The government was like, stuff this It's it's not going to work There's a lot of people that are undergoing What is known as the rural urban migration And they wanted to curb that So they, they thought to themselves, they must have That we must reintroduce this And reinforce the past laws and the women were like enough is enough you know if that's what they're going to do then we're going to keep on fighting back and at this point you know the nc women's league was already um, in full functionality and they and they were very wary of the efforts of the fsaw in trying to curb this law of passes but now in 1955 there was a congress Of the people held in Cliptown in June of that year The meeting provided an opportunity for women Through various organizations such as the FSAW To participate in drawing up the Freedom Charter Now this ensured that the Charter would include women's That would include women and women's issues That spanned from education, health issues, living conditions Amongst other things and you know, at this point, now the men forming part of the African National Congress they had their different fights, but these were the women in the background that were playing their share and playing their part. And now, in, in 1955, there were there were there were a different, you know, the, the the movements started changing, and now there was more that needed to be done. More from the the feminine side and more from the masculine side. So going on in 1956, which is pretty much mostly the reason why we even celebrate Women's Day. The holiday commemorates the National March of Women, which happened in 1956 on the 9th of August. And women took themselves, took arms... And they said, you know what, enough is enough. We're not going to allow the government to pass such a law that limits us from the different opportunities that we would have if such laws were not passed. And about 20,000 women staged a march to the union buildings in Pretoria to protest against the proposed amendments to the Act. They left petitions containing more than a 100,000 signatures of um, different women and the Prime Minister um, J.G. stradom And and they went to actually The Prime Minister J.G. stradom 's office They stood silently outside His door for about 30 minutes The woman sang A protest song That was composed in honour Of the occasion And this was now known as Watintabafazi Watintimbogoto Which means When you touch a woman or when you strike a woman, you strike a rock. Now, I'd like to quote um, a couple of things that that happened between fifty-five um, in this um, great movement and 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 in this poignant part of the transition into democracy. No, now, now Menge's rights. The government also moved to disenfranchise the African and coloured voters in the Cape. To do so, they increased the numbers of the Senate members. A group of the women then formed an organization called the Defense of the Constitution League, which this now was in 1955. And this comprised of a small group of white liberals and membership remained small and middle was for the middle class. Few black women were induced to join. However, As its emphasis became more and more focused on human rights issues, a number of black women were drawn in as employees to assist in the work of the advice. So now different races came together. And now 1985 saw the birth of the TRAC, which was the Transvaal Rural Action Committee. Now, these group of women were fighting the system from keeping... The black majority women that found themselves immediately in rural areas Having to deal with raising a child alone um, Having to deal with working in the farms Relying on substantial farming as, as a form of making a living And couldn't be afforded the opportunity to go to the urban areas And work like other women or other counterparts were working in the urban areas And and this speaks to the sentiments of one of the branches of feminism that we touched on. And this was the Amazon feminism, that the women had the physical abilities, the same as men, equal as men, equally equipped to take on the responsibilities that men could take on themselves in the urban areas. And now the struggle went on. And... With the women now, in '52, um, the the a lot happened. So in the 1990s, fast tracking, um, because of time, in the 1990s, a curtain was lifted and the dark cloud of outright op- oppression saw a dawn of a new era that was foundational to the ongoing struggle for equity and freedom. So liber- liberation organizations were unbanned, such as ANC, IFP. And different other parties from the country And previously oppressed voices were starting to be taken seriously So the likes of Nelson Mandela, Stephen Biko Could now voice their opinions And move and take their parties to the next level On the opposite side of the spectrum though The feminine fight was taking a different shape Now they needed to be equally regarded as men And allowed to be vocal in the ideation process so now because the struggle was taking a different shape And the men were now in negotiations with the government And we could see that ANC at some point Was gaining more and more and more power Now women within the organization Were fighting to have their voices heard right, To be regarded equally as the men And it was at this point That the previously mentioned organizations Plenty of them, um, including the ANC Women's League that dissolved in efforts to form the African National Congress Women's League, taking the autonomous approach. So the different organizations that had formed prior to that point, fighting for women's rights, fighting for women liberation, dissolved and more effort and more hands were Put into the African National Congress Women's League. Now they 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 took the same voice and wanted to sound as one. And now this gave the NC Women Women's League much power to fight for the emancipation of women and for them to be treated as same as men. So the charge was for the NC to have this reflect in in leadership roles. So more and more women needed now. To be recognized and to be, to be put in those important decision making roles as now the transition was, was, was even more imminent and the government was feeling the pressure. But now the women wanted to have their voice, their share, their powers heard. One of the most instrumental women in seeing this, um, happening was Jinwala um, Jinwala played a significant role In this in, in, in internal gender based oppression In the NC Through drafting on the May, on, on, on the 2nd of May An NEC statement On the emancipation of women in South Africa I'd encourage you to, to go and read that And, and what it entailed This introduced another facet To the female struggle Making it a three faced Class, race and gender struggle Now 1990 Women Um, ANC gained more prominence. They gained more power. They could see, say more and be recognized even more because a lot of people were behind the movement. Now in the 1990 statement, it committed the ANC now to take women seriously, to put women in key roles, to put women in, within the discussions. And, you know, 91, 92, the, another organization, a big, Organization now that was going to culminate to the finest hour of what is known as you know the the greatest part in South African history that has culminated to um, our freedom and the ongoing struggle of freedom I should say the Women's National Coalition now every other organization came under the Women's National Coalition and as it was formed it consolidated everyone. Into this one massive feminine voice, and at the core of the structural structural organization was diversity and inclusivity, so women from islam, christianity, white, black from different backgrounds came together, and this produced such a powerful force for the women for the feminine voice um, and this Was instrumental in the codescent negotiations That took place in the 90s We saw Nelson Mandela Going in to to discuss A variable number of issues with, With other struggle icons With the government at that particular point in time And 1994 And then 1994 happened And ANC Gained control of The country Pretty much became The ruling national party But now a lot of the time, the struggle of women within the organizations themselves, and the struggle of women in the different parts of South Africa, whilst the struggle of gaining freedom was happening, is often neglected. And when sung, it's not sung enough. And with me today, I have such wonderful and very dedicated and very powerful women and they've got very powerful opinions that I, I felt the need that they needed to be part of this conversation and to contribute in this. Why is feminism um, important is the first question I'm going to ask them. And I'm going to introduce them um, by names. On to my left, I have Candice, the flamboyant Candice Mama. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, I have the fashionably fabulous Yasmin Fermi. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank
1: Thanks, Bongani. Thank you, thank you
0: for joining the conversation. So, we, we've laid the foundation. We've we've, we've taken our listeners through the, the timeline of the different organizations that played a major role in the transition of South Africa from the apartheid regime to um, democracy, which is a conversation in a narrative that's not spoken of much, because a lot of focus and emphasis is placed on the struggle icons as the masculine male people that held the guns at certain points um, to shoot. Why is why is feminism um, feminism important? Let's start there. Candice Mama, you, okay. can, you can you can go right <laughs> ahead.
1: <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna wait for you to just direct me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take over your show. Um, <laughs> you know what? Why is feminism important? Feminism will stop being important When women finally don't have to fight For just normal basic you know, Human rights that most people get And I think it's so important that you highlighted How far we've come as women And that the women in the struggle regime actually suffered threefold oppression because there was suffering based on gender. They were suffering economically. They were suffering, Mm. you know, race wise. So they were really the bottom of the food chain in that sense. And I think just from that point, you already look at that and you're like, we had to overcome that. And which we are still overcoming. Yes. You know, if you are a black woman or you are a woman of color, you're still getting paid less in the workplace. So, I mean, that contributes to feminism as a woman overall you are getting paid less in the workplace. So yes. that is feminism. True. And I feel that feminism is not about gender. You don't have to be a woman to support feminism. You just have to be someone who s- sees society as yes. it is, and you're willing to fight for what's right and what's equal. And that's what I think we need. So that's why feminism is important.
2: Hmm.
3: Yasmin? Yeah, well, certainly, I mean, we've come a very long way as women, as women of color especially. Mm-hmm. Um the thing is, I mean, look at today, we've got, uh, you know, a very big problem with violence against women. And there's a huge thing on social media today about our deputy minister of education. So a fight will always continue because women have to stake their claim in lots of spaces, be it political, be it, be it economic, be it in a social sphere, it's almost as if that patriarchal view of of society and the way it's it's that they think it's supposed to be mm-hmm. is so huge and so dominant that you constantly have to fight. Yes, we've come a long way, but the fight is not even over yet because there's so much more that that you know that we have to do. You sort of put ten steps forward and. Men bring you, especially the trashy ones, bring mm-hmm. you back, yeah. you know, a few steps. I mean, we have to look at our deputy uh, just today because that has angered me so much, especially, you know, in this month. Not that it has to be any different in this month, mm. but a month when a government says that, you, you know, we have to have this activism against, w- uh, you know, against violence, for violence against women. We have somebody so prominent who hasn't even yet been taken. You know, been arrested. So I'm, um, yeah. Well, so there's a whole lot of things that, mm. that make me extremely, um, you know, feel very strongly about where women belong in the society. Mm. And I think we belong in every sphere and wherever we want to be.
0: Mm. Candace? Wow. That, that, that was mouthful. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you know what? I was actually giving Yasmin a standing ovation in my head because I think there's so many, there's so many elements to focus on, you know, when it comes to women. And I mean, I didn't even touch on gender-based violence, you know, which is, I mean, it's just a normal thing. You don't hit people, number one, but you don't hit someone who's weaker than you in stature, you know? And that's the way people are like, oh, well, if you want to be in a man's environment, then you should be treated as a man. Mm. But we are not built as men. We do not have the testosterone men have in their bodies, whether you are a gay man or straight man. we You're still built physically and physiologically different to what we are. So, of course, if a man punches a woman, it's going to be an unfair fight. It's going to be because we are not built to take on that kind of... Aggression mm. you know, and that's why in MMA in boxing, that's why they don't team women up with men. Because yes. they both as capable, mm. but because we know physically men are just built stronger than women, mm-hmm. we won't be able to win that fight. You know, so I think with feminism there are just so many layers that you constantly yeah. have to be peeling across and being like, Oh yes, there's still this to address and there's mm. still this to talk about, you know.
0: Looking at 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 um the ninth of August as mm. the women's day and the brave women that took up to the union buildings And, and burnt their, their, their passes Basically a revolt against what the government wanted them to do When you look at such women as those What are some key and important lessons we can draw from them?
1: Jeez, strength mm. That internal strength that a woman has That I, I don't care who you are There's no one that can love as fiercely and as strongly as a woman And there's no one that can be as protective and determined as a woman. And mm. I think that's one thing we can take from every woman. And that's in, is something that people can learn. We've got great compassion, yes. but we've also got a very strong flame. That's why in societies where a, Currently, we're living in a society where a lot of households are female headed. Mm -hmm. And that's because women are just that strong. We are capable of handling things, even picking up slack where we shouldn't have to. You know, so I think it's that internal fire, that internal strength that we can all draw from those women and just say, okay, you know what? We're not where we should be, but we can continue to fight until we get there. Mm -hmm. And
3: those women went up against a very huge systemic um, mm. Well, the, the, a, a system of oppression And yes. I mean a government that was extremely strong militarily um, Strong in the fact that they were white men mm-hmm. um, I mean these women went up against all that mm. And I think if we draw one thing from those women Is that they went up against a really strong system and because of them, we can own some of the space that we are in now. Mm. So I think that's extremely important.
0: Do you have to be female to embrace the, the theory of feminism? Of course not. No. Of course there, not. There's, there's a lot of misconstrued um, um, ideology around that, that, you know, it's it's just women just fighting for their rights. But I want I want us to, to help a lot of people understand what feminism is from from a stance where they won't look at it as... A female struggle, you know, it's, it's just something that's piloted and that women are about, but it's that it should be something that everyone embraces, regardless of the agenda.
1: You know, I think feminism is just about equality. If you really break it down and you completely simplify it and mm-hmm. you just, you know, take away all the other narratives, it's a fight for equality. We're not saying that we want to be put in a superior place or we're trying to break yes. anyone else down in order for us to come up. Mm-hmm. We're just saying we need equal pay. We need equal, we need to be treated equally in certain spaces. We need respect in certain places. and In all spaces. Ne- in all, sp- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In every single space. And yeah. we need to be acknowledged for th- what we do bring into a workspace, you know, and respected for our opinions and voices. And until so a day comes when a woman's voice can be taken just as seriously as a man's mm-hmm. in corporate environments or in work, in, in all spaces really. That's when we can be like, you know, we're progressing, we're moving forward. You know, so it's not about, I think It's a lot of people who don't actually want to engage in this conversation that are like, oh, it's a woman's struggle, struggle, you know, so you guys sort yourselves out. Uh But it is is it's just a human rights struggle. That's what it is. And I think
3: there are lots of misconceptions about what feminism is. Mm. Well, one thing it isn't is that men shouldn't be speaking for us. We want the support of men and everybody else out there. You know, it's. And it's not just about men and women. There are so many other issues now around, uh, non-binary issues, you know, um, mm, mm. LGBTQI mm, issues, you know, mm, all those sorts mm. of things. Uh, but there has to become a support, uh, become a, su- a support base from men. Um, but women need to drive that struggle. Mm. Um, we can never have men speaking for us or men taking that struggle forward, yeah. uh, for our rights in, in all spaces.
0: Yeah. Is it, is it because of a, an issue of understanding that because certain men have not been exposed to um, certain parts of the oppression, that they don't understand what it's like to be a woman? So they can't advocate feminism as a woman would.
3: Well, of course, men are never going to be able to understand um, a a women a woman's plight in this world, but they can always be there to support because they know they've got sisters, they've got mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not as if they are divorced from women <clears throat> and mm-hmm. what women go through daily in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no, I, I don't think anybody can ever claim that they don't. Understand. They may not know, but they can certainly understand what women have to go through Some men may fight against it because they have very patriarchal, very conservative, very fundamental beliefs um, But, you know, we have to go up against those men and we have to try And the conversation needs to happen with everybody mm. Because I don't think you can bulldoze, but I think you certainly can make your voice very loudly heard
0: mm.
1: Oh, I agree completely you know, I there's actually nothing I can add to that because at the end of the day, it is, you, you, like Asmund said, men cannot um speak for us, yes, but they can definitely empathize with us. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need to be in a disadvantaged position mm-hmm. in order to know what disadvantage feels like, you know, and I feel like that's what people tend to want to do. You know, well, I'm not a woman. I don't understand what they go through, but it's like saying I'm not... Black, you know, I'm, um, I i do not understand what black people go through. You yeah. understand oppression. Oppression yeah. is oppression. You know, so you can just empathize. Hmm. You know, that's what people need to
0: do. You know, Chimamanda Adichie Ngozi in, in one of her TED talks, recent TED talks, um, recent in a couple of years, um, she said that we should all be feminists <laughs> mm. in, in, in actual fact. There's, there's her closing remarks to the speech that I want us to, to, to play and, and, and pretty much have our say on, on, on what she says. Okay, um, we'll sort this out um, just quickly. But you know, in, in in the meantime, whilst whilst that's being sorted out, what a, what a, what are why should we all be feminists, regardless of gender, race, or any categorization that we may have?
1: If you if you feel like you're a fair person and you feel that you don't believe in oppression, then you should be a feminist because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You Mm -hmm. know, you it's like saying, you know, what? I'm not a racist, but I'm not going to protect anyone who suffers under Mm -hmm. racial attacks. You know, Mm -hmm. it's there's a way of saying, okay, this is I don't suffer from this, but I'm willing to stand up against it. And so, if you're willing to, if you think you're a good person who stands up for human rights, then this is something you should be standing up for.
3: Yeah, if you believe in justice, and I was Mm going to say in human rights. You can't but not be a feminist. Um, yeah, you have, because it is about equality and equality is about that human right. So y- you can't but say that you, you know, you have to be, if mm. you are, if you stand for that, for one thing, you have to stand for the other. Mm.
0: Yes. Yeah. So equality across all boards. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's hear what um, Chimamanda had to say about this.
2: And I want to be respected in all of my femaleness because I deserve to be. Gender is not an easy conversation to have. For both men and women, to bring up gender is sometimes to encounter an almost immediate resistance. I can imagine some people here actually thinking, women, too do serve. <laughs> some of the men here might be thinking, okay, all of this is interesting, but I don't think like that. And that is part of the problem. That many men do not actively think about gender or notice gender is part of the problem of gender. That many men say, like my friend Louis, that everything is fine now. And that many men do nothing to change it. If you are a man and you walk into a restaurant with a woman and the waiter greets only you, does it occur to you to ask the waiter, why haven't you greeted her? Because gender can be... (laughs) Um, actually, Women Rapper was part of the longer um, version of this talk. So because gender can be, an, it can be a very uncomfortable conversation to have, there are very easy ways to close it, to close the conversation. So some people will bring up evolutionary biology and apes, how you know, female apes bow down to male apes, and that sort of thing. But the point is, we're not apes. You know, Apes also live on trees and have earthworms for breakfast and we don't. Some people will say, well, poor men also have a hard time. And this is true. But that is not what this, (laughs) but this is not what this conversation is about. (laughs) Gender and class at different forms of oppression. I actually learned quite a bit about systems of oppression and how they can be blind to one another by talking to black men. I was once talking to a black man about gender, and he said to me, why do you have to say my experience as a woman? Why can't it be your experience as a human being? Now, this was the same man who would often talk about his experience as a black man. Gender matters. Men and women experience the world differently. Gender colors the way we experience the world. But we can change that. Some people will say, oh, but women have the real power, bottom power. And for non-Nigerians, bottom power is an expression which I suppose means something like a woman who uses her sexuality to get...
0: So that was that was Chimamanda, like a, a, a snippet from We Should All Be Feminists. What are some of the sentiments that you share with her from some of the things that she undertook to address?
1: Well, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, she articulates what we experience in such a light-hearted way. But, you know, to still get the point across, to be like, you know, if we walk into a room together, doesn't it occur to you that I'm also a human being who needs to be acknowledged? Mm -hmm. You know, just not talking about something does not mean it does not exist. Or, you know, when I try and address something because I'm a woman and I'm experiencing it and you navigate the conversation to, oh, well, I experienced this. And, you know, because then it becomes a competition sometimes. Some people will navigate the a conversation to a place where they felt oppressed Or they felt like they weren't being paid enough Or whatever So I think, I mean, she addressed it in just such a beautiful way so, I relate to that whole piece <laughs> you know?
3: I think we all do And I think it's a bit of a parallel I guess with uh, issues around Say like white privilege, for mm. instance okay. Or um, black lives matter As opposed to all lives matter You know, it's that same conversation uh, Why should gender matter mm. um, a black, like she said, a black man will say, but I'm a black man, but why should a woman matter? Mm. Um, I think women should matter, but we need to make it known that, um, that gender is an issue because I just a very personal example. Sometimes I have to get my husband to call someone before they will actually take something very seriously. Mm. And that is still going on right now. Mm. So, you know, he can do it without even thinking, um, and expecting a certain result. You know, I I have to think about, okay, I have to say this, I have to do this for someone to take me seriously. Mm -hmm. And that is totally unacceptable. And I think that's what
1: she's referring to, and that is still happening right now. Mm. Kenneth? Completely (laughs) But I think You know It's very important To draw parallels With race Because I think It's the clearest way To actually Mm -hmm. articulate The struggle Mm -hmm. You know Because sometimes People will be like Oh but gender You know We'll deal with it We'll get there Just you know Let's just deal with This race thing first You know But you can't You can't deal with one Without dealing with the other other. You can't look at one aspect And be like Oh I'm completely against This type of oppression But when it comes to Female oppression It's like but you're a woman, you'll deal with it, you'll get over it. You know, and like Yasmin is saying, mm. if you, if sometimes you'll walk into a place and it, because you're a woman and because maybe you're a petite woman or you're this woman or you're that woman, then it's like, uh, you know, you, you look friendly, I'm not going to take you seriously. And you come yeah. in with a guy, some random dude. And it's yeah. like, oh, look at her. She's serious. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I was serious now. Now, like mm. why, why, sh- why does masculine energy have to be present mm. or why do I have to turn into a complete awful human being in order for you to take me seriously you know and that's so what women experience all the time or you're in a boardroom and you happen to be the only woman you articulate an idea it's like oh okay okay and then bob takes your idea and just articulates the same damn thing he doesn't even change a word yeah and And everybody goes you are brilliant (laughs) wow (laughs) Well, Bob is just a brilliant, all of you should be like, Bob, I am Bob. Mm. Bob literally takes all my ideas, (laughs) you know, and because he's saying it, it's taken seriously and it's something that's to be considered. But when you're a woman, it's like, hmm, we just have you here because we have to fill some quota. There's some woman thing that we have to fill out here. So keep quiet. Let the, let the men talk mm. And you will bring you in You know Oh do you want to go get us coffee Be a, co- of convenience mm. And just go get us coffee While we have this important meeting You know So there's a lot of times We experience oppression But when you say it It's like Why are you being a victim mm. You yeah. know Why Just you speak victim? up Just mm-hmm. speak up for yourself And you're like When I speak up You guys don't take me seriously yeah. You know So I think there's still So many levels of this You know That we have to deal with
0: w- What are some of the changes That we need Firstly as pe- uh, As a people and as a nation, as as a democratic South Africa, to be more, what empathetic of of, mm. of women and what they go through, and to be behind really feminism, which is equality, in in in, in this regard, what what are some of the changes that we can implement?
1: You know what? This is a global problem. I don't want to yes. pretend like it's just a South African problem. You know, women around the world experience the same type of oppression. I think though in South Africa, where it becomes a little trickier from my experience, it's because of patriarchy and culture sometimes. Okay. Whereby culture will dictate that a woman should be seen and not heard. And sometimes men tend to take that role within a corporate environment that in my culture, women are to be seen and not heard, mm. and they struggle you know even if they say they're trying to actually see your point of view or to listen to you, they really struggle with having to report to you as a woman in a powerful position or to relate to you as someone who can actually give them instruction and it be adequate instruction. you know oh God forbid, a woman actually can knows what to do in a certain environment, mm-hmm. and I think that 's where we have to start. we have to really start saying patriarchy as number one. You know, needs to start being readdressed and being like, you know, we are moving forward as a, you know, as a nation, we are moving forward culturally, we're moving forward as black people, and we need to readdress certain structures. I mean, how you run your relationships and home life is your business, what you're bringing into the professional environment. Becomes everyone's business Yeah, You know So if people can actually Just start being more conscious I think it just starts With consciousness And acknowledgement And then from that point We can actually work forward Because I feel like A lot of the time People are still in denial M- People will treat you In a certain way Because you're a woman And pretend like It's not because you're a woman mm. And be like No, 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 no You must have read into that Or No, that wasn't my intention Or that's not what I meant If it's not what you meant Then why did you say it? Mm. <laughs> you know mm. If it's not because I'm a woman Then why aren't you listening? Mm. You know So it's Small things just. But I think we really need to start with just acknowledging the problem Yes
3: Look, solutions are I don't think are going to be today or in the next month I yes. mean, we've been, you know Women have been fighting for solutions from the 1800s um, And bes- that being said I think um, certainly culturally We are a little bit at a disadvantage in South Africa okay. Like Candice was saying In terms of how women are seen within certain cultures um, almost that they have to occupy a lesser position. Mm-hmm. But I think with anything that is detrimental to improvement in, in life in general, it needs to be discarded. Yeah. So those are the conversations that we need to have. What keeps women, um, you know, sort of in the backspaces culturally that need to go. I don't think, you know, everybody, we, we talk about, oh no, culture is very important. Of course it is. But when culture is something that actually oppresses others, we have to discard those things. So that's, that's one thing that we have to start looking at. Um, I think in South Africa, women are incredibly strong and, um, vibrant and, but they, they go against that. Mm. I, it, it's difficult, but they do. And I think, um, I mean, I may get a lot of flack for this, but religiously, uh, those are the things that we have to start looking at as well. Um, you know, women are often through religion, uh, kept in a, in a very sort of lowly position. Mm. And of course, there are more and more women saying, no, that's not okay. Mm. And, um, I think they're also very, we need to get away from the misconception, misconceptions about who women are, how we operate, and that we don't need men to bolster us to where we need to be. Mm. Mm.
0: And people make the culture not the other way around. Mm, exactly. So sometimes the the advocates of, of culture, they need to understand that. Yeah. That yeah. culture is there because of certain people that decided that things are going to be done in a certain way. And w- the plight in, in, in all of this and in, in some of the things that I was reading that at certain parts in, in, in history, women were denied the adulthood. So they were a minor mm-hmm. for as long as they mm-hmm. lived and yeah. needed a man
1: to, oh yeah, to, to do all
3: sorts to, of to things, sign them, bank accounts, to, account, to yes. do you
1: know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, women were commodities. If we yeah. look at mm. it just plain and simply, I mean, mm. back in the day, if we look at the institution of marriage, how that came about, mm. it was a woman child getting married off into a family mm. in order for a you know the two houses to merge. Mm. So it was never a woman's role in society has had to change mm. because I mean, society was not created with us in mind. Society was created with different agendas and women unfortunately just had to reproduce the on, our only role in society has been to reproduce and as we've moved forward we've realized that you know there's more that we're mm. doing and there's more that we can do and as soon as we started finding our voice and realizing that you know what anything you can do if you can go to the mine and work i can go to the mine and work mm. and some and because of necessity it was allowed and now we're becoming more powerful Because we're saying You know what We broke certain barriers We've been breaking barriers Since the dawn of time
0: Yeah And, and we're we'll going to continue Breaking <laughs> <Right>? barriers <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly
3: <laughs> That was in unison <laughs> <laughs> Exactly
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah
0: and, and and pushing the envelope mm-hmm. What are some of the benefits That we can get From People understanding this And From the curtain really Being lifted off And women Being free I put, I'll put that in, in, in Quotation marks
1: you know what, there's no disadvantage to empowered women. I think, if anything, society can only seek to be improved by more empowered women. The more women have voices, the more compassion women can bring into a space without it being used against them. The more love we can bring into a space, you know, our thinking, our organization, the way we can just manage certain things that are an advantage and a strength that most women are born with, then, I mean, that can only add to improve, you know. And I don't know why those are the very things that are being used to marginalize us and mm. to be like, oh, my goodness, she's emotional. Look at her. Like, you know, this is why women shouldn't be... something the- wrong. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> and emotions are a very powerful tool and yeah. emotions are very important, you know, and because, oh, goodness, you know, that now that becomes a disadvantage because it's what women express, right? Yeah. So I think that by more people realizing that women's space is not... We're not going to come and say to you, we're going to now run the world and we're going to, you know... We might eradicate men. We might. (laughs) Just for revenge. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not going to eradicate men. There's more than enough for everyone. Mm. You know, and I, it's just like when you're dating, you know, meeting an empowered woman, if you're an empowered man, should serve to improve you and make you better. It shouldn't lessen you. So I think as long as people can just change their paradigm around thinking, what an empowered woman is Because a lot of the time I think there's a misunderstanding About empowered woman And powerful women That oh if she's powerful Then she can't be a good You know mother She can't be a good this She can't be a good that When it's not the criteria We use to measure men yeah. A man can be a powerful CEO He can be a great father He can be a great husband A great rugby player Oh goodness A woman is any two of those things, and oh, she's no, she's crumbling. You, she, there's something wrong with her. She's mm. not going to be a good mother. She's something not, suffers. Yeah. because of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know. So it's just lifting that veil and yeah. just understanding. People need to just understand. You know. I think it's a general
3: thing for for people. If 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 well, women in particular and mm. people in general have the rights that are accorded to them through. If you're a person of color, if you're a woman. Any minority, I think, if if, if those rights are, are accorded to uh, accorded to you and you have them, of course, it makes for a better world to live in. Yes, of course, it makes for a world where people get along, where we don't have such tension and mm. angst and violence, and you know all those. So, I mean, the the consequences of of people being equal, certainly, we don't even have to think about it. It's a no brainer.
0: Mm. Mm. And you, you look at the mathematics of it for for every for every one male. There's about three, four um, different uh, females. Imagine if those four different females per one male were all conscious, were all empowered. How much more force behind, you know, this change for good would have in 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 the world? Because yeah, there's there's more females than there are males mm. in in to begin with in in any case.
3: But it shows you this the strength of that wanting to keep women down mm. that that. That you know the, the the proportion of men to women that you've just quoted now, yeah. there are less men than women. Yet we're still fighting mm. to try and get that equality, mm. and that says quite a lot.
0: Candice, mm. I mean, what what, it just, what are, are your concluding remarks? We we have time for just one more thing. As one person, you would know say. what?
1: I just say if you feel that you are someone who believes in human rights, you know, then you should. I mean. It shouldn't even be a conversation for you. You should just understand it on a fundamental basis that this is the right thing to do. Being a feminist is the right thing to do. And you know what? The day will come when we won't need this movement because it will be like, you know what? We'll all be reincarnated and be better people. But until that, you know, fight for the people that you feel are being oppressed, just like racial oppression, just like any other oppression that you seem, to, that you see and you don't want to, you know, stand up to. You know, this is exactly the same. There's no one that's more superior than the other. Mm. You know, so that's what I'd say. It's the correct F word. Yes.
0: <laughs> 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 that is Yasmin for you. <laughs> well, guys, um, thanks thanks a lot um, for, for coming through to, to, to be with us in studio today. And for your... Valuable contributions to our topic of the day I guess to our listeners that will be consuming this information That will be listening to this podcast There's power in all of us being feminists And what we mean by feminism is not a subordinate um, oppression scheme that's going on That's not relatable across the board If you if you value and love equality, then you have to value and love feminism. The women that fought in the struggle are just as important as the celebrated struggle icons that are put up front because they are men and they did certain things. We just outlined a lot of things that women did. On one part of the world, Nina Simone was singing I wish I knew how it feels to be free, and we shared that sentiment. On this part of the world, we had the likes of Miriam Makeba that were soothing the souls of scarred township people that thought they would never see the light of the day of freedom in South Africa. We'll continue with the conversation on YLP Cliff Central on Instagram and Twitter and Youth Leadership Platform on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Um, stay tuned for more from the Youth Leadership platform and myself, Bongani Tao, Candice Mama, and Yasmin Fermin.
3: This is Cliffcentral.com.